down the back straightaway. The crowd explodes, but Freddie takes the lead. Oh, baby! the dirt lane on a dream for the seventh time in his Hall of Fame career. The people's elbow, and he comes down in the big race. From the 47th World 100, Jonathan Davenport. Take me on country roads, Josh Richards wins. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. to black their turn was appropriate from our own Tim Truex because it stopped dead in its tracks back in September. We are about to do something for the first time in 28 years, and that is run a World 100 in the month of October. World 100 take two, if you will. And much like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights, I don't really know what to do with my hand. turn. I don't know what to do with my hands, <laughs> or for that matter, really the rest of my body. I said it the week after the world rained out back in September my circadian rhythms are a little bit off. This all feels a little bit unnatural to me. The World 100 in October, but, but turn, I'm still really freaking excited. That's not a fake smile. That is an absolute real smile. I was dancing in the studio this afternoon. I'm looking at it like overtime in a basketball game or extra innings in a baseball game. It is free racing turn, a little 2018 season bonus as we approach the end of the year, getting the World 100 in October. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday night, October 9th. We are back after a few much-needed weeks off, and we've got a really big show, including something historic tonight, Turn. Not you being sick and with the sniffles. You've been out there grinding. That's, that's not that rare for you to have the sniffles. For the first time in the history of Late Model Live, the near three-year history of this show, Scott Bloomquist will join us live on the air. I really had to look through and look at my notes and make sure this is correct, but he had never been a feature guest on this show. I think part of that is that we interview him so much. I didn't really want to double up and double dip. We hear from Scott a lot, but I'm excited to have the Hall of Famer on to discuss the World 100 and a bunch of other stuff too. Trust me, this is one of those interviews we canned earlier in the day. You're really going to want to hear this. It's an interview you are not going to want to miss. Our team will be rolling back into Rossburg on Thursday to begin preparation for Eldora, which don't forget, once again, you can watch every single lap Friday and Saturday. Turn with it. He's on. He's sick, but he's on it. Friday and Saturday live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. Every bell and whistle we got will be at Eldora. All the camera angles, 
all the pit reporters and a few surprises too for our annual live production of the biggest dirt late model race on the planet the world 100 order your live video now in the upper right hand corner of the website world 100 live this weekend right here at dirtondirt.com it is going to be epic again we are back for the first time in 28 years like i said you will see a live world 100 in the month of october in the next hour we're not only talking to scott bloomquist but also very excited about our pay attention segment tonight car builder and longtime dirt late model mainstay ronnie stuckey joins us to discuss parody in dirt late model racing is it harder than ever to win these races why is it harder than ever it's another one of those interviews we had to catch up with ronnie earlier and sort of prepare it for the show i was returned i was caught off guard by why he said what was harder about it i think fans are going to be uh caught off guard by it or at least interested and intrigued by it a little bit and what direction is this whole thing going in our sport when it comes to competitiveness that's about 10 minutes away we will recap the pittsburgher which turn was that all weekend another great show at ppms put on by the miley family turn you were there are we thinking that we should just do lucas oil day races on a sunday now back-to-back day races on a sunday the jackson and the pittsburgher were pretty good are we just going to sunday day races turn i mean maybe they've been pretty <laughs> damn good lately uh the only problem is i got lucky this week my uh chicago bears you know had the bye week That's so i didn't right. have to conflict there but that would be my only problem with sunday uh day races the jackson 100 if you go back and watch some of his camera switches from the director's seat eh, there's a few that are off as Mitch was... trubisky is throwing six touchdown passes that week so yeah so we will discuss all of the other events for the weekend too billy moyer is back home in the state of kentucky this guy's been racing there an awful lot lately turbo turn was in mississippi ruffling a few feathers <laughs> And Devin Moran was hooked up at Midway. We will get to all of that. There's really some good stuff still happening in our sport, uh, even as, as it is October. We'll hit it later in five to go also, but don't sleep on the deep-fried 75 at Duck River this weekend. It's $14,500 to win. Obviously, all eyes will be on Eldora, as they should be, but that's out there, too. Good luck to Bob Harris and uh, everybody down at Ducktona this weekend. I think a lot of people are looking forward to that race. We've got Swab's Lock of the Week. We've got Turn's Turn and a whole lot more coming up. Let's get to it. Five things. Number one on five things. Two weeks after Bobby Pierce won a thrilling Sunday afternoon Jackson 100 at Brownstown. It was like deja vu all over again for the dirt late model world is the 32 car was added again under a Sunday sun, this time in Pittsburgh. It was the Pittsburgher 100 where a 10th starting Pierce had to come in and pit on lap 44, but even that was not enough to hold back the best rally driver in all of America. He used that 18 thin inches of cushion pressed up against that PPMS wall. You see it here, Pierce passed Jimmy Owens right here with about 10 laps remaining and went on to win $20,000. He'd never been to Pittsburgh before and never been to this Pennsylvania racetrack. It's very impressive. There have been an awful lot of rumors about what will happen with that Dunn-Benson team and Pierce next year. But for the last two or three weeks, he's been one of the hottest drivers in America. And despite the odds coming against him and stacking against him on Sunday, he overcame them all and was a little bit worn out after he did it. Oh, man, I didn't think from the beginning we were going to be able to have a car to compete for the win, and, and me just not knowing this place at all, you know. Uh, eventually, you know, getting all them laps under my belt, and when we when we pulled in, changed that tire, that's what really got me going, and uh, I think the track cleaned off a lot, got black, just how I like it, with a, a little bit of cushion up top, and 
three and four wasn't really a cushion. It just I could momentum that corner good and still had enough traction to roll right around there without slipping the tires too much. And then I'd catch that little bit of brown coming off and uh, just really score it off of there. And, you know, I thought one and two was my money corner, but three and four I think I was actually better than the other guys because the middle and bottom just got so slick and uh, we were able to roll right around there. And that was such a fun race. You know, Owens, he's a – He's the guy to beat on these long races, it seems like, and uh, to finally pull off a slider on him that worked uh, at Knoxville feels really good. And, um, you know, like I told you down there, um, I was going to make sure that I pulled that slider off and didn't jump the cushion this time. So uh, felt good to do that and get the win. And, uh, you know, what I said earlier about my tweet, you know, that's, that's pretty fun. I got I to gotta check my Twitter because, um, you know, saying that I wasn't going to be very good if I came back. Uh, It'd probably, probably be better comeback than the Cleveland Browns because uh, my my hot lap times were two seconds off of uh, I think I think Brandon and so we were pretty bad in hot laps and we we turned it around so pretty happy. The Cleveland Brown reference turns unbelievably big big Baker Mayfield fan I'm sure. By the way, it's not just me who's calling Pierce the best come from behind driver in the country. It was Tim McCready who said that. Be on the lookout for that 32 car. Remember, he'll be in his family's equipment this weekend at Eldora, front or back. Wherever he starts, he's going to be there at the end. Number two on five things. While Pittsburgh rained out Saturday night, 134 miles southwest in Crooksville, Ohio, they did not suffer the same fate. Jim Dunn Memorial at Midway Speedway, where Devin Moran got a rare chance to stay home for a race that wasn't sanctioned, and he took advantage. He led all 60 laps on what was a hooked-up surface. Had to run the top most of the time to do it and got a $10,000 October victory. Watch this move turn, by the way. Devin Moran had to make this move early in lap traffic as he heads into turn one and two. This just caught me watching the highlights. Yoosh! He shuffles around both those guys. That was impressive. He made that move early and really kind of gave him the distance he needed. His dad won the Jim Dunn Memorial six times. Devin, on Saturday night, got his first. We travel all over the place anymore, and it's uh, not too often we can go home and sleep in our own bed the night after a race, especially after we win. Uh, We've been running really well. We just ain't have figured out how to get in victory lane consistently enough yet. So definitely awesome feeling, you know, coming out here. I've raced in this race I don't know how many times, and my dad's won it so many times. I've never won it before I've led and everything else. So it's pretty cool to finally win it. This was Moran's third win of the year. you think he'd have more. It's just third, though, but his first since the Prairie Dirt Classic back in July. But, as he said, he goes into Eldora. He's run no worse than fourth in his last six races. Keep an eye on that blue nine this weekend, and keep an ear to what Scott Bloomquist says about Devin Moran later in the show. Number three, Pierce might have provided the most dramatics this weekend, but as far as the most intrigue and social media-worthy moments, yeah, that belonged to the Gumbo Nationals in Greenville. This was a two-day show, two complete races, First on Friday night, Tyler Erb continued his hot streak, charging from 14th to win $4,000. And as you can see, there were guys all over the racetrack. There was so much racing, we didn't really capture the main dust-up between Turbo and Neil Baggett and Chad Thrash. Let's just say they weren't happy with each other afterwards. We didn't really get it on camera, but when it was over, believe me, Tyler did not miss it and was pointing it out in victory lane. Uh, we've won three races in a row, racing with real good people. Uh, I can't say, I don't know what to say about these guys. Uh, I try to race everybody as clean as possible. These two are battling for a points championship, and quite honestly, I'm here to win races, and if they think I run them over, they have no idea what's coming because I come here to win races. I drive them guys as clean as I possibly can, and uh, the 21 and the 1C are a bunch of and that's just the end of it. Woo, turn, a beep in the show. <laughs> that led to Turbo's quarter panel looking like this on Saturday. Not here to make friends, 
just here to make money. Whew, all right, things are a little testy in Mississippi, but that wasn't really the coolest thing on Saturday. Modified stud Kyle Strickler was in a Gavin Landers late model. What else would he do but rally from 11th and win 8000 bucks in the Gumbo Nationals? The high side tickler led a lap early in the race, fell back for a while, but ultimately inherited the lead when Rick Rickman slowed for a flat tire. To say that Strickler was fired up in victory lane after this one would be a flat understatement. He was ecstatic. He had not been in a super late model in four years. Didn't matter Saturday. Awesome to see Strickler cash in on this big opportunity. As a kid growing up racing, you dream of getting opportunities like this. And after we won Batesville in the modified, Lance and I were hanging out and having a few cold beers. And I asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I'm going to drive your late model. And he said, well, then go race it. So gosh, yeah. Man, it's, <laughs> I can't believe everybody that's involved with this team. This thing is an absolutely awesome race car. Longhorn chassis on a modified side and then to jump in a, a super late mile. This is this is so awesome. I knew if we could get the top cleaned off our cars fast all weekend and uh, we had to do a little high side tickle and earn this one. I love it. Keep in mind, this has been a pretty wealthy seven-day stretch for Strickler. He won $20,000 in the Race for Hope IMCA event at Batesville. So it's basically twenty-eight grand in a week. Let's just get this guy in a late model more, man. I want this dude in a late model more. Kyle Lance, whoever's got to do it, make it happen. Number four, big news out of Smoky Mountain this week, where it was announced Roger Sellers would become the sole owner of the racetrack after being a co-owner with Stanley Best and Larry Gardner, since 2010. Congrats to Roger on that. He's a good buddy of the show. Not only that, but they had a race too. 7,500 to win Southern All-Star Show, and Shannon Buckingham had a perfect night. Set fast time, won his heat, led all 50 laps in the feature to not only get turned, get this, his first Southern All-Stars win ever, but a first super late model victory for him in over two years. July 21st, 2016 was his last one. It's been a tough year for the big bucks. Started all the way back in Florida when he struggled. But for this weekend, he was back in victory lane. Oh, man, it feels great. We've been so bad here so many times, you know, and for uh, it to happen on the day before Roger announced that he, you know, he took over so ownership and bought this place, you know, he's going to try to turn it into a, uh, something spectacular i don't doubt it everything he does he's successful at i'm just uh i'm thankful to be a part of this team thankful to have made a good friend out of him if he tells me tonight that uh that i'm done i'll be satisfied you know he gave me an opportunity to come back and uh and race again when i thought you know i thought it was uh my racing career was over so man i think we're starting to click it off you know our, our feature our uh, finishes hadn't shown it the last few uh times out but we've been fast you know we moved forward i just i, I can't qualify you know, it's not uh, anything that the guys are doing, but, uh, you know, I think we finally turned the corner. Also, did you see who got third Saturday night at Smokey? Randy Weaver back in a super late model. He's run three or four times this year. I know he says he's not doing it regularly, but, man, it was fun to just see the 116 in the 116 again. More on the dream later in the show. Finally, number five, the Pittsburgher 100 paid $20,000 to win, but it wasn't the only 20K show this weekend. Fast Track had their rescheduled World Championships at the impressive Virginia Motor Speedway on Friday and Saturday. And what a night for young Logan Roberson, a kid who had gotten second place eight times in Fast Track touring races and said, the hell with being the runner-up. I'm not only going to win one of these, I'm going to win the highest-paying one of the year. The baby-faced 21-year-old took the lead from Michael Brown on lap 52 and kept him at bay the last 48 laps. I always say that it's great to see emotion in victory lane, and Roberson had it, tears streaming down his face. This win was big for the 17.
No, man. I don't know what to say. I don't. Me and my dad, we sit in the shop and work our butts off to come here to do this and uh, to get my first fast strike win uh, against all these good guys. Man, I don't, I don't know. I'm probably like baby, but I'm just I'm excited for me and my team, my dad, and my parents. Just a small funded team, and uh, we got her done tonight. Reminder, this race next year is going to pay $50,000 to win in honor of the 50th anniversary at VMS. But for now, a tip of the hat turned to Thug Nasty, his Twitter handle, which I love. Very cool win for him. I also have more on him later in the show, Turn, Look at all the foreshadowing I'm doing. That was five things. Doesn't he look like Sheppy's little brother, too, Turn, A little bit, he's, yeah. He's I like Kevin Kovacs, the, the rosy the cheek. rosy cheeks. He's, he's Sheppy's little brother. We'll have to check the DNA pool a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> Logan and Brandon may be related. Typically, as we roll into the World 100, our pay attention segment is very simple. It's the media roundtable previewing Eldora. But we did that back in September on the original date, so I didn't want to do it again. It doesn't feel right to do it not in September. So, I, you know, but I should say, there is a ton of stuff on the website previewing the World 100 this week and all the Kevin stories, this show, and everything else. There's plenty to check out. We've got the World 100 preview stuff covered, World 100 Week 2.0, as we're calling it. But as I was looking through that September World 100 stuff to prep for this show, and as we now head towards turn its best of time, we start get prepping our best of stuff here, it did dawn on me. A lot of guys and a lot of different guys have won races this year, just across the board, crown jewels, sanctioned races, everything, not only on Lucas and World of Outlaws, but just in general, there are more guys winning more races spread out than ever before. Parody, it seems, is the name of the game, and that's what we're paying attention to tonight. I debated long and hard who to talk to about this, but I think we made a great choice. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is a man who's been around dirt late model racing a long time and seen about everything imaginable. The owner of Black Diamond Race Cars and a veteran crew chief and just general guy that knows about everything in our sport turned Ronnie Stuckey. Ronnie, some numbers I wanted to toss at you before we got into this piece on parody. There have been 20 different winners on Lucas Oil this year, second most in the history of the series. There have been 13 or 14, depending on how you count the preliminary, winners on the World of Outlaw Tour, second most ever on that tour. The general consensus is that there is more parity in our sport now than ever, that it's harder to win a race now than ever. Is that true? And if it's true, just don't tell me, yes, Michael, it's true. Tell us why that's true. Why is there so much? Why is it harder to win now, Ronnie? Well, there's probably, you know, 10 good reasons a guy could pick from. But by far, from a crew chief's perspective, would have to be the tire choices. So used to, uh, you had, say, 10 different compounds to choose from in the Hoosiers and then maybe a couple of different constructions. And today the series trying to save the car owner's money have downscaled that to usually two compounds at one construction. So now the advantages that your veteran drivers and crew chiefs had would disappear with the tire rules. There is this idea now that you can buy speed, though, that you don't have to go out there and grind away at it like Scott and Billy did. And I'm not saying I agree with that, but one thing I think I disagree with is that some of these young guys, some people say, you know what, these young guys aren't that talented. I think there's just this thought that these young guys go out there and they buy speed. I'd argue that some of these young guys are as talented 
as ever as some of the older guys generation before the Pierces and the Shepherds and guys like that. Do you think that's part of it also, Ronnie, that maybe some of these young guys are pretty damn talented too? Well, there is no doubt. You get just like Bobby Pierce. He won that Pittsburgh this weekend from raw talent, using a little bit of the top in one end and flicking the other end to make that happen. But what happens on the manufacturing side of that talent is Freddie and Billy, or let's say Scott and Billy, Sure. we built a lot of parts in-house for those guys. Today, the manufacturers all have access to the laser cutting, so car after car after car are so close to being identical that once that team gets its handle on a good set of notes that fits that driver's ability, they're able to duplicate that on the next car also. So I think that's got a huge advantage with it. Getting back to the driver end of it, the younger guys, there ain't no doubt, they're up on the wheel. These cars are, you know, harder to drive, they say, than ever. They got so much movement in them. And the older guys are just having to adapt. Now, there's some guys, you know, in their 45s and 50s still winning really good races today, but they seem to be winning the long races. And then you take your 20- and 30-year age group, and they seem to be winning these 50 laps. You were part of one of the greatest dirt late model teams in seasons ever. That GVS, you know, Moyer team in the mid nineties, you guys that crew just winning thirty plus almost forty races. Compare that mid nineties Ronnie Stuckey and how he felt about the idea of parody when you were winning every single race in the country with Billy Moyer and a two thousand eighteen car owner Ronnie Stuckey. Compare those two guys. How do they feel about this idea of parody? How do they look at it differently? And maybe how do they approach the sport differently? Well, that was a long time ago, 20 years. (laughs) Uh, But there's no doubt what that, you know, Joel Hedrick brought to the sport right there was people. So he surrounded himself with good people, good drivers, and that's the same thing I've tried to go after today. So if you surround yourself with some people that are all trying to exploit the rules in the area that they're paid for, eventually at the end of the day you're going to have some speed. Now, the difference would be, then we tried to hang on to that speed. That was, you know, Billy Moore and Freddie Smith, and we got win the Dirt Track World Championship, and them notes were coveted. <laughs> Today, with the iPhone the way it is, them notes are out to people in, in 24 hours. You send some of them notes out to guys that you know run in, a, in the area that you just raced in or on a racetrack that was similar to what we just come off of. So the iPhone changed things a lot from 20 years ago, and that is spreading the information around a lot faster. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, though, Ronnie? That's what I can't say. This isn't even on my shot sheet to ask you about, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? The ease of information, good because more guys want to be involved or bad because it is so quickly dispersed? What is, in your opinion, is that good or bad? Well, it's excellent for the individual buying a race car from a particular manufacturer that's willing to share that information. It's probably not as great for the driver that wish we would hang on to it a little bit longer to ourselves. But at the same time, the racing is so good today. We've seen so many, just like you're saying, we've seen so many different winners and so so many come from behind winners that the racing is so good, I don't know that you'd want it to change right now. Little Bobby won that race from the back of the field. Uh, So some of these races that that are being won from the front row, that's kind of went away a little bit with the, the parity. And, you know, you're sharing that information. You're speeding up some other guys. You get a guy that runs third or fourth in a heat race, the next day, if he has a few simple questions, whether it be on his telephone or to someone at the racetrack, he gets a good answer. Then all of a sudden, he's taking a car that was a second off the pace, and he can drive it to the front. 
at Knoxville this year, you and I spent about two hours talking outside our hotel room as you and your wife, Terry, were checking in and my staff and I were still outside kind of working late. We talked about everything from the Wild West shootout in Arizona to the state of late model racing. So one of the last things I wanted to ask you was the point being, I really do trust your opinion on things. You tell me, does this parody trend keep up? Or do we circle back? Because everything in life and racing seems to go in cycles. Do we circle back to, you know, it wasn't all that long ago, Jonathan Davenport was winning every race. Do we circle back to that? Or are we in the, the age of parody now? What does Ronnie Stuckey think? Well, you have fewer dirt light model teams out there. So from the manufacturer standpoint, each of us are vying for the same team. So, we have to share that information to make sure that car owner wants to come back and get in our car the following year. I would say you're going to see this trend continue. As long as there's no big rule changes that come in and, and force things in a different direction, the racing has been so good. The grandstands have been full this year. The majority of the tracks we've been going to, I don't, I don't see it changing. One last thing before you go, not on parity, but give me a quick Eldora thought. What are we going to see up at Eldora this weekend? First time in 28 years we're going to run the World 100 in October. What are we going to see this weekend? <laughs> You're going to see some fast speeds. <laughs> I, I would so. say everyone's putting their freshest motor uh, in there just like we currently are. Uh, you know, you, you move a track back, you know, three or four weeks like that, and you get into cooler temperatures and a little bit more weather, and that track's fast already and it's soft tires. So I would say you're going to see some some really good heat racing. A lot of slide jobs more than normal. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you can get someone up there to bang spin a wheel a little bit better than Earl Pearson pulling that six the last time, <laughs> if they wouldn't invert them heat races so far, you're going to see the same trend of people in the feature that normally make it there. There you go, turn. There's Ronnie so against, my, against my the invert. From someone that's already done. It. Yes. Again, yeah. Well. The invert, when you invert cars out of the starting spots today, when you invert them that far back, the competition is so difficult today to pass that it makes it very difficult for a guy who was really good hot lapping, really good qualifying, good in the seat racing, and then to punish him that hard, it can leave a few good ones out of the feature. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, I think, you know, I, I said there's 15 guys that could win the World 100. Sometimes you go there, and I think there's like four to six. I think there's 15 this year, and I think that goes to our whole point of parity. Owner of Black Diamond Chassis and Dirt Late Model Industry veteran Ronnie Stuckey, good insight as always, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. We will see you Friday at Eldora, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I'll see you then. I will say this. I, for one, love it, Turn, when this many guys are winning races. I, th I think it's a good thing for Dirt Late Model Racing. I think it's a good thing for the fans. And I don't think anybody's – I either want one guy to win prolifically like J.D. did this historic season, or I want to see like 25 guys win. I, sign me up, Turn. I, I, I'm okay with it. As we get set for World 100 2.0, I want to hear from you. Offer me three World 100 predictions. This is our Twitter question tonight. Taking all things Eldora Speedway, give us three World 100 predictions at Dirt on Dirt, hashtag Late Model Live. Tell me what you think, times three, what's going to happen this weekend. We are back. We will be back, rather. Turn, we're back and we will be back. Both things are true. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live World Week 2.0. We'll be back.
probably the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. And we've never had a failure. All the holes we can hit, they never break. like they just help the big teams, they help everybody. You know, I'm extremely happy and don't ever look at having nothing else on my car. Your champion is Jimmy Owens here in Knoxville! After nine years of trying, Scott Lundquist, finally a Show Me 100 winner at Lucas Oil Speedway. The Rocket Tessie Durham Howard Satterley dominates in Westphagan County. Tonight here at Tri-City Speedway, Brian Shirley wins in Alba turn number four. He's fourth of the season and sweeps the weekend. Brian Shirley wins in Bay County. And now through turns three and four, it's going to be Scott Lundquist winning his eighth dirt late model three. the back straightaway. Bloomquist goes low, takes away any chance of a slide job. Checkered flag is out. Scott Bloomquist is going to win the first prelim on Thursday night here at Eldora. Through turns three and four, the checkered flag is in the air. The winner of the second Thursday prelim is going to be Jimmy Owens. Exactly 33 days ago, Jimmy Owens and Scott Bloomquist captured the Thursday preliminaries at Eldora. Actually, turn it, I should say that's 32 days ago because those things got over at about 4 in the morning. So 32 days ago, turn uh, the 20 and the 0 were on top at Eldora. I always say this when prepping for the World 100 on this show. All eyes of the dirt late model world turn to Eldora Speedway. I've never gotten to say it twice uh, in a year, but I do it this weekend. World 100 2.0 Friday and Saturday. Speaking of... What do the fans think is going to happen at Eldora this week? In turn, hit me with those tweets. I was pretty excited about this group. Get the three questions, three predictions, three things. Turn, I know you're a little under the weather. Turn, give me the first one here from Dan Dugan. Three things at Eldora that are going to happen this weekend. All right. Scott turns it around, and we'll see a vicious, Ooh, vicious, vicious. Shot. Okay, it sounds dangerous, but okay. We'll finally see no rain at Eldora. Please, yes, please, please. Yes. 
Uh, Friday prelims are both top five races Ooh. of the year. We've seen that before. Yes, so, it's been uh, number one. They yeah. were voted one year. Term, what do we got next? We've got uh, Drew Hirchko, good friend, friend of the program. Number one, we'll hear, here comes Pierce from James Essex. <laughs> number two, the winner will come from outside the top 20. That would probably put it in a race of the year candidate. And number three, the World 100 weekend will once again be my favorite weekend of the year. Amen to that. Drew, turn, you got the next one. All right, from uh, Kyle Alt. Some sort of Scott drama. <laughs> That's a given. So, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Owens finishes top three. He's been running good right now. Yes. I can see that one happening. Uh, at Essex, Lucas Oil has to wear a heart monitor for safety's sake when announcing any race Bobby Pierce is in. Uh, all, also, those are three yeah, safe yeah, bets, actually. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's hope James's ticker holds up. And uh, finally, number four here, Michael Evans. Davenport dominates would be uh, put a punctuation on that newly crowned Lucas Oil Championship. We're going to talk about that, by the way, more next week, previewing the Dirt Track World Championship. Jonathan is your Lucas Oil Champion officially, but you know, we kind of wait for the pomp and circumstance of next week. Number two, cooler temps keep the track tacky and fast, which is what Ronnie Stuckey said. And number three, Hudson returns to pit report. <laughs> Hashtag make poor Ben Shelton just getting passed over. Sorry, kicked ben. off. Uh, kicked off. You think I got a few more turn? That's it for uh, for on the full yeah. screen, right? I got a few more. I want to read Blake Naylor. Number one, no one will consume more crown or pizza burgers than me. Easy, pace yourself, Blake. Number two, my wife will continue to call the Fast Forty Nine JD Davenport instead of just JD or Davenport. <laughs> I like that JD Davenport. And number three, Zach Dome ends up in the top five if not the top three. Speaking of Zach Dome, his uh, his lovely lady, Veronica, tweeted, number one, a Swartz car will win the feature. Of course, Zach drives a Swartz car. Number two, Dirt on Dirt will not miss a beat. I love that tweet from her. And number three, Sprint Car fans and late model fans will continue to argue about which <laughs> one is better. Remember, turn the Sprint Cars will be there Sunday. Yeah. You're sticking around to help Eldora Speedway with their production and Dirt Vision. So uh, turn which one is better, Sprint Cars or late models? I mean... Is it even a question? Let's go. You were going to be fired if not, uh, if you didn't answer that. Uh, we are the waning weeks of our JRI Shocks Top 25. I think five, five polls left if I'm doing my turn. This is my thinking phase. I Quick think, math. I think, I think five polls left after this one, but I'll have to check. But turn, I wanted to put this up as a reminder. Turn, put this on the screen. Look how patriotic I look, turn. <laughs> this is a reminder. I want you to remember, people. As we approach the final poll in a month or so, how these guys finish, one through five, in our last JRI Shocks Top 25 poll is not necessarily how the top five drivers of the year are voted on. They are two totally separate things. One is a power rankings. Turn, I wasn't done with that yet. Oh, sorry, I wasn't sorry. Done with that yet. sorry. Uh, next, I want to get close so you can fade my face out next time. One is a power rankings. One is a top 25 poll. They are completely different. So... Remember that. One power rankings, one season long. Turn, you got that? I got it. Okay, now see if you can fade this into my face. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, over I was, a little bit. Okay, uh, hang, hang on. Here, go, okay. Uh, go back. Okay. I, I can't turn. turn. Right, I, right can't, there. I can't. I literally need to be. The, it's like the exorcist is in here. I can't do it. Let's see how the JRI Shocks Top 25 poll, we'll use that reminder, looks heading into the uh, World 100 this weekend. Uh, four guys getting first place votes. Shepard, Davenport, Madden, and Pierce. Bobby Pierce did enough uh, to move up four spots and get a first place vote. That's not for me, by the way. I'm not sure who voted him number one. Uh, but he is sixth in this week's poll. I just keep being fascinated by Ricky Weiss. He just keeps winning with soda race after with soda race. He won the North-South 100. He showed well in all these other races. If I told you in January Ricky Weiss was going to be number eight in October turn would you have believed me uh 
in October. No, eh, no, eh, probably not. not. In January, if I had said he was going to be number one or number top ten, you would turn. Turn, you would not have believed me. Okay, just move on. Nine, uh, nine, eleven through twenty look like this. Uh, Shirley Moran, Herb. Uh, no move for Tyler Herb. I thought he might get bumped up a few spots after winning at Greenville. Uh, Tim McCready gets a slot up, as does Billy Moyer after winning a race at Lake Cumberland. Uh, Brandon Overton hangs tight at 15 in there. Michael Page rounding out the top 20. Turn, who's new? Michael Norris. The saw kid, him this weekend. The kid crusher you saw him at Pittsburgh. Heartbreaking. He has that great Thursday night for the World 100 in September. He cannot return in October. Turn, why? Bum, bum, he, bum, bum. Yeah, I, I thought you were doing that dun, 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 like the sad music. No, that's the bridal no. music. Mike Norris yes. is getting yes. married this weekend and cannot return. Would you skip your wedding to run the World 100 turn? Uh, uh, to run the World 100? Yeah, if you, were, if you had a great point tonight Thursday like Norris did, would you skip your wedding for the World 100? I mean, it's pretty hard to have a wedding with just one person, so probably not, uh, unfortunately. Wrong answer. Yes, okay. he should for totally right. sure skip. Uh, <laughs> that's the look at the most recent JRI Shocks Top 25. I mentioned Pittsburgh, and while Turn and the boys were toiling away out east this weekend, I was back here kind of starting to get an early jump on the show. We hadn't done one in a few weeks, so I wanted to get a jump on it, and that's when it dawned on me that we just we had to have Scott Bloomquist on the show. It was time. We'd been off for a few weeks. He has never been the featured guest on the show. I just said that we just have to have him. I would argue this is one of the better interviews we've done in the three-year history of the show. Scott is straightforward. He's honest. It's just it's really good from start to finish. We talked about everything from that famous victory lane photo of the 1990 world. Not 1988, sorry, 1990. See, when I get working on the show early, I get all my dates discombobulated. Uh, that famous victory lane photo of the 1990 World 100 to who he thinks is the best young driver in America who he thinks could be the next Scott Bloomquist. We talked about all that. Check it out now. Our World 100 preview with Scott Bloomquist. Tonight marks the 74th episode of Late Model Live, and you would think that we'd hit about every milestone by this point, but a big one happens right now. For the first time ever, can't hard to believe still, Scott Bloomquist will join us live as the featured guest. By my estimate turn, we have had nearly 40 sound bites of Scott on this show, but I've never actually had him in the main slot until right now. I got to thinking, who better to preview the World 100 in a milestone situation of an October rainout than a guy who has literally seen everything in our sport and done it all to boot. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is arguably the greatest guy to ever do this whole late model thing that we all call a living and call fun, Mooresburg, Tennessee Hall of Famer Scott Bloomquist. Scott, one reason that I wanted to have you on, I know you're a guy who's big on rhythms, and you're big on the nature of things. I think I speak for a lot of us in dirt late model racing when I say it's bizarre to go back to Eldora in October for the World 100. My rhythm is a little bit off by having to go back. I know a lot of people's rhythms in the sport are off. How different and bizarre is it for you to be running the World 100 in October for the first time in 28 years and heading back to Rossburg? This is a little different, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's going to be a lot of things different about it, and especially the temperature. Um, you know, it's a shame. Cause, you know, I've heard from so many different fans that they're not going to be able to come back, and I, and I was happy to hear that Eldora had put something together for them to be able to watch it. You know, if you had a, if you had a wristband, I guess, and sent it in, uh, you could get, a, get the feed to be able to watch the race live. So, you know, I thought that was a good thing, uh, but 
inevitably the the crowd's not going to be quite what it, what it was. Um, it that's a shame. So that part will feel a little bit different. Um, just it, it is going to be different. It, it's hard to really explain. Uh, normally there's race and left after the World 100, and this time it's pretty much going to be right here at the close. It, it gets your calendar off more than anything. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect way to put it. We have body clocks in racing, and our body clocks are a little bit off. The last time a World 100 was run in October was 1990, 28 years ago. You won that race, of course. That was your second World 100 title. But your first one was one of the most iconic moments in dirt late model history. Turn, put that photo up for me if you could. It's the first time you had ever been to the place. You win it with a broken wrist. And then afterwards, we're showing the photo now, Scott. Of course, you know this picture. In my opinion, it will forever be the most important slash iconic photo in the history of dirt late model racing. The flag at half staff, you with the wrist and the hair blowing in the wind. I really liken it to the Muhammad Ali photo of him standing over Sonny Liston. Turn, put that up too, where he's flexing. People don't remember about that Muhammad Ali moment, Scott. He only did that for a blink of an eye. He flexed for a second, and and the photographer caught that. Did you have any idea when you were getting out of that car that only for a split second your hair was just right and the flag was just right? Did you have any idea that that photo would become probably the most iconic photo in dirt late model history? And what do you remember about that moment? Well, I'll tell you what, that, that, was, uh, that was 1990, and that was the day race uh, that you're speaking of. Uh, I think, I, I didn't know if you just said that was the 88 one, but that was 1990, that was the, that was Correct, the day race, right, it was right. the rain out race. And I had run uh, a race at Bulls Gap the night before, on the Saturday night, that was a hundred lap race, and back then I didn't run power steering, and I was racing with just kind of pulling a little bit with my my broken hand and, uh, <laughs> and steering with the other, and and it was really difficult to finish a hundred laps at Bulls Gap. But then we got to Eldora, and the very end of that race, uh, Tom Helfrich was was making a charge and. And I literally was having a hard time steering anymore, uh, and was just praying for a ten <laughs> because you know my arms were burning and uh, my my single arm was burning, and and I remember it well. Uh, it's the photo is yes, absolute. <laughs> I had no idea. Obviously, I didn't. Uh, I was just shocked that we pulled it off, and uh, was was just happy getting out of the car and. You know, yeah, it was windy. It was dry. It was, uh, it was quite different than than going back now. This time, it, it being a night race still, and uh, it's going to be a little bit cool. Uh, engines are going to be hitting really hard. You know, the track I expect to stay fairly fast, and uh, you know, because of because of the weather and the temperatures, and you know, it'll be another different race at Eldora. I, there's very few that I've ever been to of all these years that that end up being anything like the previous what do you think when you look at that photo what's the first thing that comes to scott bloomquist's mind turn throw it up there one more time when you look at that now in your 50s what do you think when you look at that photo just just as absolutely is as free as free gets and not a worry in the world and uh look back on it as is really probably the best times of my life.
you know, I know you've had your dust-ups with Eldora over the years, but I also know that lately you've been very complimentary of the racing at that racetrack. I will never forget a post-race interview I did with you there a few years ago, and I love this quote. You said to me, quote, this ain't some damn soup bowl. You can race at this place, and that was the end of the quote. I'm of the opinion, I think Eldora is racing as good now or as better now than it ever has, and the statistics kind of bear that out a little bit. Am I right about that? You tell me. Am I right or am I wrong? Eldora, racing-wise, is as good now as it's been in the 30, 35 years you've been going. Yeah, I wouldn't even say as good now. I'd say it is absolutely the best that it's ever been. Uh, there's, it's never been to where you could run from the, from the very inside wall to the outside wall and not have there be much difference in speed. Uh, just, you know, where if your car prefers or your setup prefers high and, and, and it's and it's working good there, that's there for you. Or if you want to run around the inside wall or anywhere in between, it, it, and that's what makes it so good. Uh, I really have never seen it quite like it is now. And, and C3 wide, 4 wide, uh, you know, just if you're fast, no one's going to hold you up. Uh, that's a racetrack, you know. Not, uh, blocking is not even an issue there at all now. Your last two appearances at Eldora are a $100,000 dream win and a prelim victory at the World 100. It's almost become a cliche thing amongst announcers in our sport. You go up to Scott Bloomquist and you say, hey, Scott, how confident are you? Because those announcers know that you're going to say super confident and the crowd's going to boo when you say it because that's what (laughs) happens. And the announcers do it over and over again. But given how you've run at Eldora and that you, I know you do this, you focus a lot on Eldora. This is a serious question. This is not for a soundbite. Are you going there this weekend just with the full expectation that we are going to win the World 100? We are going to win the World 100. But you can take that how you want to take it. (laughs) We are going to win it or we're going to win it. You decide yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You just, seriously, though, I think you just feel in general the way your cars, your specific cars are, you feel pretty damn confident, right? Yeah. I, you know, unless some really goofy thing happens at uh, the racetrack, or they, or they just, but even then, I do feel extremely confident that we have a, a damn good setup on the car that, that's, uh, that we've come back with and repeated with. And, you know, we're not going to stray, really. You know, the. the I don't really think there's anything that 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 they could do to the racetrack. Uh, you know, if it's really dry, we're still good. If it's if it's hammered down, we're we're good. I I don't think there's any condition. You know, the main thing that that we're focusing on really is just being sure that we can keep the engines cool in case you got to run hammer down. You know, for a long extended period of time, uh, and making sure all the parts on the car are fresh and that. It, you know, they're all going to finish the race also. So, you know, that, that's something that I guess always happens before Eldora anyway, uh, is we do take the car down to a, a little finer tooth uh, viewing and, and, and just micro-check everything, you know, just to make sure. Because that's, that's, that's the worst thing that can happen. You know, you go up there and, and be running good, and we know we're going to, and then drop out of the event. So, uh that's what we're doing, focused on this week. When you're probably the greatest dirt late model driver of all time, every season that you have is measured against your greatest seasons. So when you have a year like this year, you know, from the outside looking in, people are going to go, eh, you know, it wasn't that great. But you've got 11 wins. You won your 600th career race. 
So that's not bad. So you tell me, Scott, is it not bad or is it not that great? How would you describe the 2018 season for you? I, I think it's been quite poor. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I just know, you know, some of the things that we've gone through. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting through this year and, and being able to to get refocused and, and, you know, all this stuff, you know, we're, we're playing musical rigs this year. That, that was the biggest single problem with it, we, that we had is, is not even knowing if we had a rig to go to the racetrack with, uh, you know, my rig right now is out in Texas and they have been doing repairs and, and trying to fix things about it. But we have some issues that are irreparable, uh, that has caused us, these problems and that's why it's going to continue to stay out there we're pursuing uh trying to get uh, some action to where i can just get a refund and and get another rig you know but that that ended up by because of that we have had to get another rig couldn't you know didn't again didn't know if we were even going to have one to borrow borrowing rigs is a tough deal to do yeah. uh, and then and having all your stuff in buckets and in tubs and and not being able to find things when you need it. I mean, it, it really has hurt us a lot. And, and spending your week unloading from one rig and, and putting everything transferred to another rig, uh, not having a good station to work on tires, which is what I do with most of all of that. So, you know, and not being able to find the things I need to do it when I get there and throwing, emptying buckets out on the floor of your trailer just to find things uh, that you need. It's really such a distraction and and it can hurt so much more than anyone could imagine. Uh, you know, preparation is is a huge part of the key to success. And to, to go there and be that just and worn out, you know, having to do all that extra work. Uh, and not to mention, you know, I mean, I don't like to to say the word stress, but you know, this year I think I've probably felt the most stressed of any season just because of those type of issues and and different things we've been through with, you know, a few engine issues and a few, uh, few other things, you know. We just don't really – I don't like to spread air much of my issues that we have. Uh, but, again, I'm looking forward to having all <laughs> that straightened out, and it is getting straightened out. And uh, and I know next year it's, it's going to be tremendous last couple things there are guys that talk about retirement guys that openly and frequently talk about it and there are guys that talk about just being done billy moyer has talked about it he has scaled back i don't ever really hear you talk about retirement or how long your race do you have a plan for that or is this just a as it happens it happens scenario with you because it's one thing you really don't talk about a lot i don't see any reason to talk about something that you you never think about. <laughs> I don't ever think about it. So uh, the only time that I guess I, that I do think about it is is with my shoulder issue. It, it the pain that's involved in that, and, and when the race is over, uh, I'm in more pain than I've ever been in my life. And I, I, I try to take ibuprofen, you know, before and then take some after and. Uh, it, you know, going we spend we get a lot of our time sleeping, going down the road. 
it's so uncomfortable. You know, you know I like laying on my side, and and I, you move around a lot, but I can't lay on either shoulder really good, and so I did. I don't get a lot of good sleep traveling like I used to, so that that's another problem. But I, until it really gets down to something physically, just keeping me from being able to be competitive. Uh, probably, yeah, they said I'll probably need a shoulder transplant in the next year or two. Maybe he said he might make it for three years, you know, so, uh, which is, I guess, less downtime than, than a rotator cuff. So that that's a good thing. Uh, there's still going to be some downtime. He thinks we can get through it in the, in the off season and maybe be able to not miss much, if any, racing. Um, but but I think it's probably going to happen sooner than later because the, the pain's getting greater and and the races when the tracks are rough, uh, it, my arms actually gets numb and it's it's just a problem. So uh, that 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 being said, once I get that fixed, then it's back to what I've always said: it's going to take something physical, whether whether it's ice, whether it's anything that physically prevents me from being feeling that I can win the race. When I get to that point, when I know I don't, do not have the same chances that I do now or that I actually something physical keeps me from winning, then I'm done. I'm not going to just sit out there and, and, and try to run 10th or 5th or, or do the best I can. I've never been a do-the-best-you-can guy. I'm, I'm there to win the race. And, uh, and if I ever feel that I don't have that potential, I'm not going to be there. Whenever I have guests on for the first time, Scott, like I said, 74 episodes in, it's my first time with you for the featured guest spot. I'd like to end the interview with a couple of quick-hitting, a little more lighter questions here. Uh, question number one, and I like this one. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. Question one, what is the weirdest rumor you've ever heard about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to have oh, been some boy. good ones, I feel like, that you can say at least on uh, <laughs> Boy, um, so there's a number of them I can't even say. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I don't know. You know, there's uh, really what's funny. I think is that it's. I think it's highly rumored and speculated that that I am late to races on purpose. Uh, to me, that's ridiculous. But. But so many have said it to me, and they think almost that I even uh, might just get close to the track and just go park down the road and just make sure I'm late, you know? And, and uh, or, or that I'm trying to be late to avoid getting teched. Uh, it, that, that's probably, you know, the one most ridiculous thing. Uh, we look back at our statistics, and being late has never produced the result that I go right. to a race for. Right. So you can bet, you can be guaranteed that I am not on late, late on purpose. Now, if something happens and something, and we are late, you know, I don't, I'm not going to come in there and, and be irate and, and be, you know, acting in a fashion. I'm going to look and, and be just as comfortable uh, and, and go about things and, in the same fashion and just know that I've got a uh, uphill battle that night, uh, you know, so I guess I've been late enough. <laughs> I, I will not leave the shop until 
I feel that we are prepared. And if we're not prepared, there's no need in leaving. So, you know, we're and then along with the rig stuff, and just there's been there's been plenty of things that have made us <laughs> late, but you can be you can bet for sure we're not going to be late on purpose. We don't have to keep going on about it. One thing I definitely heard about you one time was that your vision was tested in a military lab, and that you had better vision than like like the highest level of human vision. I was told one time about, about you too that they took you <laughs> to some underground bunker. Literally, somebody told me that and tested your vision. Oh, have, you ever, have you heard that one before or no? <laughs> Never heard that, but I've got 15, 20 vision now. This, I'll tell you what may, where that may have came from is uh, I had a sponsor that was SNS Tapes, and he had a sound room. And we, me and three other friends of mine went into the sound room, and he was standing behind us, and he told us to raise our hand when, if, when we could hear this sound, you know, any sound sure. at all, and raise your hand. So he started out with certain pitch, and everyone raises their hand, and then he he does it again, and and two guys raise their hand, and then he does it again, and then two of us raise our hand, and then he did it again, and I raised my hand, and again, and I raised my hand, and he said that I had hearing almost as good as a dog. Jeez. <laughs> so maybe that's what they were and saying. You're hearing, not, not your vision. That's a rumor. <laughs> that's right. not a rumor. So I think that maybe that's where the vision is. You know, somebody just got confused. Okay. Which. which what we were talking about, but uh, that, you know, I think that's a good thing, and that's why I just wear one earpiece, and I, I, I can hear when someone's close. Question number two: What would a 55-year-old Scott Bloomquist tell an 18-year-old Scott Bloomquist? I'm sorry. Say it, say it again. I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. I, the second one on these quick hitters: What would a 55-year-old Scott Bloomquist tell an 18-year-old Scott Bloomquist? Oh boy! That's, uh, <laughs> to uh, you don't have to be at every race. Just because the gates open doesn't mean you have to be there. And I can look back at so many races that I went to, you know, paying six hundred or eight hundred and drive all night and and just you know beat myself up. To be sure, you know, to be at this race and think you just, you think if there was a race, you had to be there. And no, you don't. And uh, and I would say just to do a little more picking and choosing and race smart. And uh, uh, you didn't realize, you know, then I was wearing out my equipment for nothing. Yeah. And and now I look back and you know at the expense and just like looking at the expense of racing today. You know, you, you cannot, I cannot afford to, to hardly race for 5000 to win, let alone uh, back then what we were doing was ridiculous. Good advice. Absolute last question. you got a gun to your head, Scott. You have to choose. There's a, there's a trigger getting ready to be pulled. You have to pick one driver that will be the next Scott Bloomquist, one young guy that could be you. Who are you choosing? Oh, <laughs> Um, and you can't pick an 18-year-old Scott Bloomquist. He's a, he's ineligible. <laughs> he's ineligible. No. I, I, right now, would probably have to say Devin Moran. Really? Why is that? Just because he's not bouncing off everybody. 
Uh, he's racing people clean, earning respect, and that's the way I did it. And he's, uh, I've already seen enough out of him. You know, equipment-wise, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a very important part. But at some of the places that I've seen him win uh, and run good, it takes poise, patience. Uh, I think he has the things that, that I had at a young age, and he he's, he's just shown me that he can drive hard and he can drive smart, and uh, and looks like that he's under control enough that he can think and race. World 100 Part 2 is this weekend in Rossburg, Ohio. You can watch Scott Bloomquist and the rest of the Dirt Late Model World live at DirtOnDirt.com. Scott, 74 episodes was way too long to wait to have you on. This was a fantastic interview. It's something that we'll definitely do again. Uh, good luck this weekend. May I have some sponsors you want to thank? I know it's important to you before we hop off the line. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, we want to thank Mike Reese at, at Reese Monument. Uh, you know, Ed Petroff, Petroff Towing, uh, Silbera Chiropractic Weight Loss Centers, uh, Penske Shocks, Valvoline Oil. Uh, we have we have a lot of good sponsors: uh, Mobile Tech, uh, CrossFit Overton, Cat Spot, uh, Andy Durham Racing Engines, and uh, anybody you know looks at our car. Just just remember all those decals. I feel are the best in the business, and you know, sweet manufacturing. Uh, we. We don't just try parts. We study them, and, and we work with the people to improve them and uh, feel it. You know, I, I've always said to people, there's hardly ever a part comes in this door that's worthy of going on a race car. You have to be sure of that yourself before you put it on there. All right, man. I appreciate it. Good luck this weekend at Eldora, but I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks. You bet. We're going to step away and take yet another commercial break. We'll be back on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live after this. Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Late Model Race in Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my buddy here, Ryan. Uh, it's, just, it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, Tina goes, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Ram. Flying job for Irv. Can right? Yes, he can. Back to the race lead. And wins. And takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so... Never know when we get back next year, there might be 50.
It is late in the season, but turn, do not forget about the offer of the century, turn. Buy a car or truck from Mark Martin Automotive or any vehicle, and you get everything free on Dirt on Dirt for life. Visit markmartinautomotive.com today and figure out everything you need to know. Dirt on Dirt for life. If you purchase something from Mark Martin, that's all pay-per-views. That's all on-demand video turn. That's all articles. That's all everything for the rest of your life turn. Can you think of a better deal? I mean, I might go buy one now. No, no, turn. Turn, you already get everything free oh, on Dirt on okay. Dirt. I should actually start. I might go turn. buy one anyway, though. He's, yes, you should. You should shop at Mark Martin. Turn, speaking of, is road-weary, but he's a little sick, a little cough. He's been traveling a lot. The World 100 coming up, coming off the Pittsburgher. But he's still up for this week. Turn's turn. <laughs> Do the, the little wave. Yeah, 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 you're a little under the weather, but you're, uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're doing it. You're, yeah, doing it. It's, you're doing it. It's been a rough week, uh, but rough couple weeks. So it's actually what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about my quitting? last week. You're not quitting then, right now, are you? What's that? You're not quitting, right? Uh, no, okay, no, actually, good. no. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I would be nice enough to give it two weeks notice. So uh, Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to look back at the last week and where I went, give people an idea of what my weekly schedule looks like. Uh, obviously, it's a little different with Eldora uh, being this one coming up and, and kind of a short week for me. So I laid out my schedule, and uh, here's here we'll look at... Well, uh, I think part of it is two-turn. People think this stuff is easy. Like, yeah. people think we just go and make TV. This is from all the way through Eldora. There's a lot going on, turn. Lay it out. There is. So last Thursday, uh, October 4th, uh, we traveled to Pittsburgh, so we pulled the, the trailer out there. That was a good... Uh, 10 hours, 10 hour drive. Um, and then on top of that, we, we started running cables and everything for the next day. Cause I mean, we got to be ready at, uh, at six o'clock, you know, yeah. um, the next day. So that was our Thursday, Friday. We also finished the setup, tested all our cameras, audio, internet, all that stuff. And then, uh, we broadcasted Friday night. I can tell you're reading ahead. Here. I am. I am. So Saturday, uh, you know, we sat around, it rained in the afternoon. So we knew, we had an idea that the the day was kind of looking a little bleak, and uh, once it rained out, we went uh, to a local pizza place and had some calzones sure. and uh, the same ice cream that uh, they have down there at Belusha. So, I, uh, you know, needless to say, I was in a food coma after that trip. Yep, yep. And uh, so then Sunday, we obviously ran the the Pittsburgh 100 and broadcast that all day, uh, and then we tore everything down, cleaned everything up, cleaned the trailer, do all that stuff. And then we started traveling down the road, um, found a Walmart parking lot and, and hung out for the night and then finished the rest up on Monday. So we didn't get home until Monday evening, about six o'clock. Um, so obviously that's, you know, a long couple of days there traveling and stuff like that. Uh, then today came in here, put together everything for Late Model Live as far as the graphics and all that stuff goes. I let Suave, you know, handle the video. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow I have to get, you know, since... Since we broadcasted Eldora, we don't really use the trailer there, so I have to go take a bunch of stuff out of the trailer and get it ready to go to Eldora. So that's my day tomorrow. Thursday, I have to travel to Eldora and set up, test everything, make sure it's all good for, uh, for you know, Friday and Saturday. And then, oh, there's uh, a page two. And then there's a page two. Friday, <laughs> we'll broadcast the prelims, so order in your upper right-hand corner. Yes. Don't forget to order that. Yes. Saturday, of course, the World 100. And uh, you know what? Sunday, I'm sticking around for some sprint car action. 
And uh, before we actually race the sprint cars, I'm going to watch uh, watch the Bears beat up on Dustin Jarrett's Dolphins. So okay, he doesn't again. He doesn't get a team. He's <laughs> a fan of 100 million teams. I know. So anyway, that's uh, and then I'll drive home Sunday night. So I'll get home between probably four and five in the morning Sunday night. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll give you Monday off, but we do have late model live next That's week true. as well. Yeah. So well, I just wanted people to see that. And I thought you did too, that this is not that easy. It's a lot of time on the road. It's a lot of setup. It's a lot of tear down. Let's give our boy turn a little round of applause I, over there. Yeah. Am I working him too hard, America? You tell me. Yeah, at, we'll put at, out a Twitter at poll MFR, at MFR <laughs> Dirt on Dirt. Interesting situation for Suave's lock of the week. Now remember, he already has a World 100 pick locked in from a previous show back in September. I wanted to make him do another pick this week because we had a show, but him and Turn, and Turn, to his credit, could have made him do it. They both reminded me we were not supposed to have a show this week. We are because it's World Week. Uh, so they did not make him do it. So I did at least make him freshen up his lock of the week a little bit. Suave's lock of the week. Guess who's back? Back again. Suave is back. Tell a friend. This weekend, I'm taking my talents back to the Big E for the World 100. This week is a huge selection because my record is 10 and 10, but it's World 100 week, and this pick will be a toughie. Sure, you all think I'm going to choose Scott, Bloom, Quist. Wrong. I'm going with my Land of Lincoln little brother, Bobby Pierce, to pick up his second globe. There will be a curb. We will hear Essex spelled out. Here comes Pierce. Time to get her done, Bobby. Make me proud. And that's Suave's Lock of the Week. This is such an awesome day. New year, but the same old Suave. So give me the green light. I'm ready to go. Suave is locked. There's a little debate about this. I, he's ten and ten, right? I think he is ten. He and was 10, ten and yes. nine. Uh, he didn't get his World 100 pick in. He missed Knoxville because uh, he didn't pick Owen. So he's ten and ten, right? Yeah, he's dead at five hundred. Yeah. So, so next week he'll be ten and eleven. Would be a win for him. Uh, but yes. Uh, anyway, he's ten and ten right now. Next week will be ten and eleven. <laughs> We're gonna take our final commercial break. We are back after this. You are watching Kaiser Manufacturing. So ten and ten late model live. Is your company looking to reach more racers and businesses? Is your race team unable to attend that important trade show? If so, now is the time to join The Drive, poised to revolutionize the trade show experience through its virtual and mobile-friendly platform. The Direct Racing Industry Virtual Expo is set to air live November 8th through the 10th, 2018. The Drive is free of charge and features virtual booths filled with photos, videos, live chat and much more from many industry leading companies to attend the drive free of charge or to register as an exhibitor visit us at thedriveexpo.com number one their quality second to none Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. 
They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. Year after year, Rocket Chassis sells more late models than any other builder. Rocket has the largest stock of OEM parts in the late model industry, enough to keep you on track and not waiting weeks or months for your parts. Rocket is also the leader in repair service. With two jigs and an expert crew, Rocket can clip and repair faster than any other chassis builder. And with an experienced staff and a house car team on the road, their information and technology keeps them ahead of the competition. Rocket wins more prolifically than anyone. From crates and supers to weekly, regional or national, it doesn't matter. This is the winning team. Order your new Rocket XR1 today and find yourself in victory lane. 44 back to the lead. My goodness, it's been a doozy here tonight. 201 with a slide job and a four. Puts Madden in the wall. Eric Jacobson will win this race. Still one of my favorite calls in DOD history. Chris Tilly on the final lap at Duck River. Eric Jacobson wins after the Billy Ogle, Chris Madden, just melee. And it, it, like, look at this. Look like at Madden running. I don't know how long this video goes to him. Just let it go. Just Madden throwing that helmet at Ogle. Uh, it'll be a fun weekend in Ducktona again. Remember, deep fried 75 this weekend. Quick stat peek before we wrap the show at. Remember I said a month ago, only four times ever has the World 100 been rained out and rescheduled for the month of October. Turn, throw that up real quick. 1974, 76, 89, and 90. Ed Sanger, Charlie Hughes, Donnie Moran, and Scott Bloomquist. Uh, the winners of those, Ed Sanger of Iowa, Charlie Hughes of Georgia. I believe Charlie Hughes of Georgia. I want to make sure I got that right. Turn, is my memory right? Charlie Hughes is Georgia, I believe. 76, there's this website called Dirt on Dirt. Yes, Charlie Hughes of Dalton, Georgia. <laughs> Whew. My memory's slipping a little turn, but I got that one right. Uh, and we will do it for the fifth time this weekend to add to that list. Let's finish the show up. Five to go. Number five, the World 100 is the main course this weekend, but a nice little appetizer or side dish is the Deep Fried 75 at Duck River Raceway Park Friday and Saturday. The Wheel Tennessee track thought about canceling in light of the World 100 rescheduling, but Bob Harris said, you know what? We're going to push forward. It really is one of the raciest tracks in America when it's right. And Tanner English, I think, is about to win the richest race of his career. The 96 car, I'm predicting, will not be at Eldora. He'll go to the Volunteer State and win the Deep Fried 75. That's my call. Good luck to Bob and everybody in Tennessee. Number four, the MLRA puts a bow on their season Friday and Saturday night at their home stadium, if you will, Lucas Oil Speedway. 3,000 to win Friday. 5,000 to win Saturday. Points chase for MLRA going to come right down to the wire. Chad Simpson has a 24-point lead on Will Vaught, pictured here in the black one car. But remember, Vaught has won three series races in a row. I think Vaught wins at least one this weekend, but not enough to overcome Simpson, who hangs on to the title to close out his career, just a career in that Brickman Motorsports ride, not his career overall, going out with a title. Number three, also final series race of the season for the Ultimate Northeast Bunch. They'll be at the legendary half mile of Hagerstown Speedway Saturday night for a 5,000 to win affair. Turn, I'm pumped for this one because our own Will Gigas is back in action shooting for us this weekend. Shooting Jesus turn is back. This race was actually supposed to happen twice and has been rained out twice. The series started their year at Hagerstown March 31st when Trevor Feathers won. I sort of want to pick Feathers again for the symmetry of that. I like the symmetry of it. Start and end of the season to the same guy. But I like Booper's boy, Tyler Bear, for the victory at Hagerstown Saturday. Number two, the penultimate race 
of the Carolina Clash season is this weekend also the 5,000 to win King of the Carolinas at Carolina Speedway. They also have a 3,000 to win unsanctioned race on Friday night, so a nice double header for our friends in the Carolinas. Fergie and those guys will be up at the World 100, I would suspect, so I'm ruling them out for wins here. How about Clash points leader Ross Bales? To not only win once, but twice. Sweep both shows and pocket eight grand. And number one turn, whenever I'm promoting a show at Talladega, take two turn, Talladega, I, I just want I want you to play Sweet Home Alabama, but you won't ever do it for me. So I'm going to make you sing it, turn. Go ahead. Sweet Home Alabama, turn. Go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, my mic wasn't working. Uh, yeah, out it's it. Talladega this weekend on the NASCAR side, which means the Southern All-Stars are there for the B.J. Parker Memorial 4200 to win. If Michael Page goes to Eldora, this pick is off. But if he sticks around home, I like the 18 car at the Dega turn. That was five to go. Sweet Home Alabama. All righty then. Turn lots of coverage for an October weekend. Hit those shameless plugs. Where are we going to be? I mean, uh, Eldora comes up on the list. I think we'll be there. Uh, We we choose to attend. Yes, yes. yes. We will be there. Uh, We will have it covered from top to bottom. World 100, live, live, live. Order in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, We will also have MLRA from Lucas Oil Speedway, Carolina Clash at Carolina Speedway, Southern All-Stars at Talladega, Ultimate Northeast at Hagerstown from Camera Jesus, and unsanctioned at Duck River. The Deep Fried 75, as our good friend Spanky Despain would say. Live pay-per-views, of course, this weekend. Don't forget the World 100 Live every lap. Order your video in the upper right-hand corner. Live, live, live from Eldora this weekend. Turn. We've got more, though, before the season closes we out. Do. What do we got? We've got all dirt roads leading to Charlotte. The World of Outlaws World Finals at Charlotte, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd is the Outlaws Sprint Cars, Late Models, and Big Blocks. We partner with Dirt Vision on that. Close it out. Turn, where are you at the next weekend? National 100 the down in East Alabama. For the people, by the people. The <laughs> National 100 at East Alabama. In turn, it's time to start thinking about it because it starts in November this year. The Gateway Dirt Nationals, the VP Racing Fuels Gateway Dirt Nationals turn. What are the dates on that this year? Uh, November 29th, 30th, and December 1st. So right it's the weekend after Thanksgiving, That's right. so I'm going to have to eat less, apparently. Um, I don't see that happening. I see your Thanksgiving <laughs> being a Bears play on Thanksgiving this I year, know, too, by the I way. I know. Uh, big, uh, big section of Kevin Kovac memorial notes here. I mentioned earlier, it's a bummer Mike Norris had that great run at Eldora back in September. He cannot come back this weekend in that 72 car because he's getting married. What a sucker turn. What a su- Any bum that gets married. Oh, wait. I love you, babe. That's that's for Amber. Shout out to my wife. Mike Norris will not be there. Marriage is a wonderful thing. Mike, good luck to you this weekend. Uh, I mentioned it before, too. Randy Weaver was in the 116 car uh, this weekend at Smoky Mountain. I was kind of wanting him to say he was going to get back in the car regularly. He did not say that, but he did give this good soundbite after the race turn. Play that. A month and a half left of racing. Are we going to see you at any more events this year for 2018? You won't see me anymore. This is uh, one of my last ones, and I know everybody says, well, he said he quit before or whatever, but um, I, honestly, I just doing these. This is my fourth race. I just done that just to prove to myself that my head was straight and I could do it, but uh, I don't want to do it. And uh, all my sponsors, and they're all behind us, so, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're looking forward to that next chapter, uh, getting somebody young that um, that we can maybe help along a little bit and that'll appreciate what we do and how good we do it and uh, you know that that it's fun watching somebody else be successful so that's what we're going to do next 
Who's that going to be turned? That's the question. Who's yeah. going to be in that 116 car? I think we'll find that out. Uh, mentioned uh, Logan Roberson won the race at Virginia Motor Speedway. There's been two races at Virginia Motor this year that have paid 20000 to win. Tyler Bear and Logan Roberson have won those races. This was amazing on Twitter. Look at this picture. Now, I don't know how many years ago that is. Obviously several. There's Tyler and Logan. I absolutely love that shot. There they are. Uh, it together in a victory lane. I just absolutely love it. That's what makes late model racing cool. That right there. Those two guys, they hugged each other in victory lane on Saturday night. Tyler came and congratulated Logan. And you see this flashback. It, that's the kind of stuff that like really hits me in the heart. That just these two kids can grow up together, have a moment like that in the same season together. I just absolutely love that. Thoughts and prayers out to Jared Miley and the entire Miley family. His mother, Debbie, uh, passed away tough. Of course, just right after the Pittsburgher. The Miley family has been an institution on uh, Western Pennsylvania racing for so long. So thoughts and prayers to the entire Miley family. Uh, Jared especially, of course. Jared's a friend of ours and a friend of the program. So thinking about you guys out there. And turn this silly season stuff is happening already, man. It is flying hot and heavy. It started about two weeks ago. I was going to give a, a nugget away on this show, uh, but I can't yet. I couldn't quite get the okay to mention it. But I talked about it some tonight. So much stuff flying about that Dunn-Benson team. You hear so much about the Boyer team. Uh, Randy Weaver's 116 team, those are kind of the spots to start, I think, the year. Whether something happens or not, I would keep my eyes peeled in those directions uh, as silly season starts. It's not going to be long. By the Dirt Track World Championship, which is next weekend, uh, we are going to know an awful lot. One final note I wanted to make tonight as we roll into Eldora this weekend. There is a commercial for Eldora in the World 100 that Roger Slack really uh, was the brainchild of. He, we worked with Jonathan Bateman and our staff to some degree on this to get video, but this really was Roger's vision. Turn, roll the ad that's playing on Facebook for the World 100. They are giants among us, men of steel, men of might, legends, villains. There are rockets, gassers, and throttle smashers. The last big men return to Eldora. It's the 48th World 100. Dirt Lake Model Superstars battling in the biggest dirt race in the world. Get your tickets now at EldoraSpeedway.com. Friday and Saturday, October 12th and 13th. World 100, only at Eldora Speedway. I love it. First off, that ad is fantastic. Secondly, I think what Eldora is hitting on here is something that probably doesn't get talked about enough. I think we're in an age where people assume that if you make it to NASCAR, that is the peak of driving talent and ability. Not in Europe where they consider Formula One, but here in America. But I have always said, and I truly believe this in my heart, that dirt late model drivers and, of course, sprint car guys to a degree, too, those guys, these guys, our guys, are the best drivers, pure drivers on the planet. Of course, this is just my opinion, Opinion, but what they're able to do in a car is unlike any other form of motorsports. And as that ad said, they're big dudes. They're not these tiny little guys. They are like us. They're normal people. They are big men. That ad just stood out to me, basically saying, hey, don't forget, we are really freaking lucky to have these guys in our midst and be able to watch these guys. The best of the best when it comes to pure driving ability will be at the World 100 this weekend. Turn in and on Sunday for that sprint car race. Don't forget that. And so will Turn. Turn will be there too. Just Turn, get you, if he gets your motor revving. Don't forget, you can watch the World 100 live. Turn, throw that graphic up one more time. Pay-per-view all weekend long in our partnership with EldoraSpeedway.com. We will be live from the World 100. Thank you to Jonathan and Roger and everybody at the Big E. For Michael Reiners, Derek Kessinger, from the DOD offices to the Big E offices on Thursday and Friday. World 100, take two. We'll see you in Rossburg this weekend.